This is KMTT and this is Ezra Beck. Today's shir will be given by Harav Yair Khan. It's the first shir in the series of Hilchot Brachot based on the sixth parak and the seventh brachot, Parakatan Mivachim. I have to admit that the shir today was recorded at less than optimum quality. And this will be the only shir that will be this bad. There is a distinct echo that uh, accompanies the share, which we managed to get rid of after we had more experience. I hope you'll bear with us. I think you can understand the share, but it'll be less than pleasant compared to what the quality which we hopefully will be used to in the future. And so please take the share with a bit of patience. The share is exactly 35 minutes long from the time that Rafkan will begin. Uh, take that into account when you time yourself. Uh, this is the introductory and first share to Hilchot Brachot. We're going to do a series of audio series on the issue of Dechot Kamenim. Dechot Kamenim are the bracket of one makes before eating. For instance, before eating an apple or any fruit of the tree, one would make a boy pre-hari. Before eating a vegetable, one would make a boy pre-hadama, and so forth and so on. The primary source in the mud for all the issues dealing with Beit HaKamein is the sixth parish of Rachel, the Brachel produced Kesa Mubarak and Malakeo. How does one make a Rachel on, on a fruit? Uh, this mission is found on Dach Ramahim Alex, 35A in Rachel, is, as I said, the major source for Beit HaKamein. However, the mission deals with the list of the different brachos that one makes, case study one, how does one make a brachal material? A more basic question, which is not dealt with in the mission itself, is how does one know that there is a bracha that one should make on pillow or on anything else for that matter? The, there is no source in the Torah which says explicitly that one is a bracha before eating. The only source that we have in the Torah is Rachat of the Sabbat of Rilasa, which tells us that one is a bracha after eating, and according to any opinion, that's specifically after eating bread. But that one has to make a vehicle come in before one takes partakes of food, that we don't find anywhere explicitly in Torah. The Gemara immediately deals with this question and asks, Menachani Nili. Before we get to the question of case of work, and how does one make a bracha, Menachani Nili. How does one know that one makes a bracha at all? Providing the question of Menachani Nili, the Gemara brings three different possibilities. The first possible source is based on a writer that's found in Torah Quran. The Tadra Bagan, Kodel Shibudim Mahashem, Melane Shetubudim Zaka, Mishnehem Ulachalem. The writer takes a topic in the Vayikha dealing with Rabbi. Rabbi is the fourth year that food goes on its feet. The first three years. One is not allowed to get any benefit, any hunger from the fruit. The fruit is classified as Allah. On the fourth year, one takes that fruit to Shalayim and eats it in Shalayim. And over here, the Prophet says, Kodeshinun Hashem. It is sanctified and one says, He noodles over that fruit. And from the fifth year on, it's fruit that one can take of whenever one wants. You know, not going to Shalayim. He can eat it in his own home. The process Torah Shilulamashem is used by the Torah Quranists as a source for the judge. The fact that the term Shilulamashem, 
which comes from the root hollow. To say hollow, to say praise, is here in the plural form, he means as opposed to hollow, that's the source of the drasha. That one should say hollow, should say both before eating as well as after eating. He means hollow before eating and hollow after eating. Malami chitabuni drasha, mitsmeyen ulachaleyen. After that discussion, the Gemara discusses whether one can or cannot derive Birchot Tanen from the source. It could very well be, the Gemara states, that according to certain opinions, the Pasuk Kodeshirut might be necessary to teach us other Halakot, and therefore it's not free to teach us the laws of Birchot Tanen. And therefore the Gemara suggests Another possibility. In one of these, a kalvachomer. A kalvachomer is a svara. If one particular case is true, then certainly another case, which is more obvious, should be true as well. And here, the lot of bases itself are the fact that we know that there is a bracha achrona, for instance, on eating bread, rachalta is sabato uberachta, and based on that, the man wants to that certainly one should make a bracha before you. Kishorutta vea vivarek, shurai lokalpatein. If one has to make a bracha when he is satiated, if one has to praise God after he is satiated, no longer needs the food, and no longer is so appreciative of the, the fact that God gave us food, certainly one should make a bracha when one is much more attuned to that appreciation that we need food in order to live. And therefore, certainly one can make a bracha before eating. If one praises God on the fact that there is food after eating, certainly one should praise God on the fact that he gave us food before eating when one is hungry. If one of them discusses whether or not he can learn how to bear something in from his source, and finally goes to a third possible source. Ella Svarahu is a Svarish logic. Asolo the Adam Shiyahemer Min Olam Hazer Velobraha. Man is prohibited from enjoying, from getting benefit from this world without a bracha, without making a blessing. There is a lot of reason of this in Brighton, which supports this contention. Tanir Abadam, Asilom Adam, Sheyehanem, Naulamazer, Velo Bracha. It is forbidden for one to get any benefit from this world without a blessing. Bechol Hanem, Nim Haulamazer, Velo Bracha, Ma'al. And anyone who does realize benefit without making a bracha, Ma'al, Ni'ilu is referring to the prohibition of getting Hanar from anything which is Kandosh, which is holy. For instance, if one would get benefit, one would, would, would use an item in the Mishra, in the temple, without being told of that item, without, without transferring the condition to some other object, one would be over on the issue of Ni'ilu. That is what Ni'ilu is. 
That was the entire world of this cuddles. It all belongs to God. Man has no right to get any benefits from the world. When one makes a bracha, then somehow that allows one to get benefits. The Gemara goes on, and I'm not loving him with death. The Gemara refers to the issue not in terms of the Gemara, but in terms of Gedev. Call Hanelen, you know, Rabbi Gedev, Rabbi Gedev, even Goldel, Rakhadish Baruch Hu, who transcends Israel. It is as if he stole from Rakhadish Baruch Hu and from Shemesh Israel. Why is it as if he stole from Shemesh Israel? We're not going to deal with that right now. But in any case, there are two possible reasons that one is not allowed to benefit from this world of Nebraska based on this logic, this Torah, either because the entire world belongs to God and it's all holy and man has no right to partake of anything holy and by making a bracha somehow one overcomes this problem or simply it doesn't belong to him. It's not a question of holiness, it's a question of ghetto, of fear. The world does not belong to man. The Hashem the entire world belongs to Akadimah and as one would benefit from the world without permission, that would be tantamount to to the Zayla. To sum up, we've seen three different sources, or three different suggestions which the Gemara brings as a source of Zayla The first suggestion is the prophet by the Bible, Kodesh Yilulim Hashem, the language to Uni Bracha, Lit Nehem, Ula Achamehem. The second suggestion is the Kalba Kober, the Ashi Kalba Kober, Keshahuta Ne'erevare, Keshahula Eli, local to King. And the third suggestion is you know, simple, Savara, simple logic, Asrodola Adam, Sheyemer, Simply prohibited, simply impossible for one to derive any benefit from this world without first making a bracha. At first glance, the Gemara here is only trying to find the source of the Chochanim, but it's very, very possible that the Gemara is not only dealing with the source of the Chochanim, but it's also trying to explain the nature or how the Chochanim works. What does Birchot Hanehenim do? For instance, the first source, Kodesh Hilulim Hashem, seems to describe Birchot Hanehenim as some form of hollow, of praise. One is obligated simply to praise and exalt The fact that one is about to eat is an opportune time to praise and exalt for giving us food. But whether one eats without a bracha or one eats with a bracha does not change the nature of the eating. It's simply a, a, a opportune time to pray the Chalitvah. If one would eat without taking that bracha, there wouldn't be an issue in the eating. There would be an issue, the, the only issue, the only problem would the bitter misunderstanding of taking the bracha, he would have lost the opportunity of making the bracha. But the bracha in no way enhances or changes or allows one to eat. Simply the chola is one of bracha. One is obligated to pray Hakanibaraku under these conditions. In this situation, one should pray Hakanibaraku. If one didn't, he missed an opportunity. He was in a missed of 
The same probably is true according to the, the second book. It's a Kavakomer. The fact that the Gemara wants to learn out a bracha Rishonah, the bracha before Eid, from the bracha Achrona, indicates that there is a certain common denominator between these two different brachas. Now, it's relatively clear that the bracha after Eid is primarily praise. One thanks and praises Nachadabarakum for giving us food. And if one didn't make the bracha, so he again missed an opportunity to thank and to praise Hakadibaru. And therefore the Mara has a Kabakoma. It's a it's a it's an opportunity or the situation in which praise is more than comes upon man is when he's in need and is more appreciative of the food which God gives him. And therefore, if one praises God after eating, when one is already satiated, certainly one should praise God before eating. So both according to the first source, as well as the second source, the idea of bracha is basically an obligation to praise a Kavitharaku. If one did not praise, so he missed his opportunity to praise. However, the third source, after the other, Shedem and Mina Olam Azeb Lobracha, the Chohan Men and Mina Olam Azeb Lobracha, Baal or Gadal, focuses not on the Bracha per se as an independent obligation of praise, but rather focuses on the eating or on the Hanah as something which is legitimate without the Bracha. In other words, if one did not make a bracha Rishona, then one did not simply miss an opportunity to pray, but one illegitimately enjoyed or got benefit from this world. The eating itself is something which becomes an illegitimate act. It's not just that one didn't make a bracha, one then ate in, in an illegitimate manner. The eating itself becomes illegitimate. Based on this distinction, Moses Levy of Salvation describes Dechokhanen, according to the third option, as not functioning as praise, as shevach, but rather as a matir. It's a Dechokhanen, a bracha, which enables or allows one to partake of food, to enjoy, or to benefit from this world. It's a Dechokhanen, not merely a Birch Hashemah. The content might be Shemah, but the Birch functions as a master allowing one to benefit from this world. In other words, the Gemara was beginning Paracase and Varkin and Dachlan Him Aleph, and it's searching for a source, a biblical source, that indicates that one should make a Birchokhanayim, one should make a bracha before eating, is not simply looking for the source, but is also trying to explain and define and discover how a Birchokhanayim actually functions. Is it an independent obligation of saying praise, or is it a matir, something which allows us to go from this world.
Let's test these two different theories of Birchot Tanevim based on the Gemara in the seventh parish, on that new house on the hour, 51a. The Gemara over there brings a situation where one forgot to make a bracha before the game to eat. The Gemara says, Bagne Merakrita, Nisha Achal, Vishaka, Velobirech. If somebody ate and drank and did not make a bracha, should he now go back and repeat the bracha? If one ate garlic and one has bad breath, how can he rectify it? Should he eat more garlic so that his breath becomes worse? According to most opinions, what the mother is saying is that if one is still eating, then one should make a bracha before continuing to eat. The fact that you did one thing wrong doesn't mean that you can, should continue to do another thing wrong. The fact that you began to eat without making a bracha is no reason to continue to eat without making a bracha. So if he forgot to make a bracha initially, he should rectify it by making a bracha now. Amar Avina, Avina responded, Toka, Ahu Gona Tehudato, Yachzor Vivarek. Therefore, one should even make a bracha after he completed his meal. If one did not make a bracha before the beginning of the meal, and if one completed the meal, still one should not repeat this iniquity, and one shall at least take the opportunity of making the bracha upon completing the meal. And then the people of Israel, and the Gemara then, in Zohar, rejects that particular hochacha, the truth that Avina tries to bring. I think it's clear that according to Avina, the possibility of making a biblical kanemi, the bracha of after eating makes sense only if we view Birchot Hanenim as Shema. If one missed an opportunity to pray before the eating, one might still be able to capitalize on that opportunity immediately after one finished eating. It's still an opportune time to pray to the Baruch that it created fruits of the trees, for instance. Baruch he didn't say before the beginning, so he doesn't say it after completing his meal. However, if we understand Birchot Kanet in terms of a market, something which allows us to eat, enables us to eat, something which takes away the provision of enjoying or benefit, benefiting from this world, then that would only make sense before one begins to eat, or while one continues to eat. But it would make sense to make a bracha which functions as a matter after one completes eating his meal daily. One already completes the meal. One can no longer make a bracha, it serves as a matter. 
a master would have to perceive benefit from the world. Therefore, it makes sense that perhaps the Mahok between Ravina on the one hand and Rakhita on the other hand might be this question. Is Birchokhanen Shevach or is Birchokhanen a Birchok which is not here and Mithrach? Is it Shevach? Perhaps it could be done after one completes the meal. If it's not here, then we have to be done before it. As a matter of fact, those that asked the question of Rakhita and thought that if one did not make a Birchok initially, one missed his opportunity. The Chaoma understood Yechot Kamen as a master. And therefore it must be done initially. But if one began to eat his meal, and he already violated the prohibition of being angry on one of them, it could be he no longer can make the drop of a master. And then a Christian responded, no, even though you didn't make a drop of when you initially began to eat, you still have an opportunity to make a breath of things from the eating from now and on. But the fact that one gets the opportunity makes more sense if one understands the bracha as a master. And therefore, if one already partook from this world without making a bracha, it could be that he lost the opportunity of making a bracha which is a master. So a Krista, to know that after Krista, this question, Seem to understand Birchot Hanenim as a Machir. However, Rabbinus, he seems to suggest that Birchot Hanenim is not a Machir, rather Birchot Hanenim is a Bracha which is Shalach. It's interesting that the Rishonim took sides regarding this issue. Most Rishonim passed the life of Christmas that after one completed eating, one can no longer make the bracha of the now. And they rejected the shita of Ravina, just like the Lord itself rejects the truth of Ravina. What's interesting is that the light closed by the Lashbar, passed by Ravina. The light that not living with days, the Lashbar not living with days, brings the shita of the rising who passed by Ravina. And according to the rising, after one completes eating, nonetheless one still has the, has the opportunity of making a Birchotanian. We see that according to the rising, Birchotanian therefore functions as Shabbat, while according to all the other Shonim, the Chokhanerim function as a master. This understanding of the rising is a little bit difficult because the conclusion of the study of that Bhagavad Gita seems to be that the Chokhanerim basically is a master. I would suggest that even the rising concedes that the Chokhanerim is a master. However, according to the rising, there might be two different halakhas in the Chokhanerim. Basically, functions as a master. However, there is also the element of Shabbat. 
the basic reason why Mr. Bracha is going to allow the seed. However, the content of the Bracha and the theme of the Bracha includes the theme to make to say Shemach as well, to say praise as well. As a matter of fact, it would make a lot of sense to claim that as far as the Bracha, which is not here, is concerned, any Bracha would do. Now, there's this one major shahako. If one is a shahako on anything, he deals with it. If one is a shahako on apple, it's enough. If one is a shahako on bread, it's enough. The minister says that to make a shahako on anything is enough. Now, as far as, however, the chachima, one should make the brachahayimah. On the apple, one should make a birth and eight. On, on, on top, one should make a motivachimah. Lechora, the need to specify Hamotilach in the Aras, Boy Prahit, to make a bracha haluuyama, and has the Shabbat element, the praise element of the bracha. When the bracha is more, is more specified, the Shabbat becomes more pinpointed. But it's just a general bracha, Shakoni of Zvaro, the Shabbat is not, is, is, is not formulated in such a in such a singular way. However, as far as Matthew is concerned, simply to take away the issue of the Nehra and Ma'ola and Zerubal Maha, what difference does it make which bracha I use? Before it was ushered to the case of this world, and now what does it take this world? The, 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 the shift from Easter to Hesha, from prohibition to permission, is accomplished with any bracha. As, as long as you say uh, a suitable bracha for this particular situation. The requirement of bracha have specifically making a body prahit on an apple, for instance, as opposed to a shako, is because the chiva bracha is not only going to be not here, the instrument, but because it's to make shabbat as well. I would suggest that the only focus between the rise and the other Yishonim whether this element of Shabbat, when it exists alone, whether that is sufficient excuse to make a bracha. When one makes the Dirkopanen, clearly it involves both elements, Shabbat as well as a Matir. But if we can isolate the, the Shabbat element and totally take away the Matir element, is one under those conditions allowed to make a bracha. Most of the say no, the right is said yes. Let us now take a look at another Gemara, a Gemara on that Yudbet Morales, the first parent, on that 12a. The Gemara there talks about a situation where one began a bracha assuming that it was one type of food, and then all of a sudden it became clear to him that it was another type of food. The Gemara says, If one has in his hand a coat of wine, a cup of wine, and he thinks that it's beer, on one, on one one makes a bird and on the other one makes a shako. 
will violate our values in the He began to draw her assuming that he was supposed to make a shako. The seeing that the Chavri completed the bracha by saying words to Agathem, it's clear that in such a case it was Yosef. The Inani in Amar Shachol is very Yasa, because even had he made a Shachol in Zvaro on the line, he would have been Yosef. Like we said before, Shachol covers every different type of food item. The Hashanah, the Yadmanishna, Al-Kula, Amar Shachol in Zvaro, Yasa. Ella, Hecha the Kadaka, Kapa the Shechavide, if he told him in his head a cup of beer, the Kastava the Kamru, and he thinks it's wise. Pasach Ubalich Adai the Kamru, he began the bracha of Sumi under the misconception that it was wise, and then he has to make a bunch of cousins. The seeing of the Shechra, and at the end he realized his mistake, and he considered the bracha of Shachal the Edivaro, man, what happened? go by the final conclusion of the bracha, which was correct. The ikabracha was made under the misconception. It was a bracha that would not be multi, would not be multi beer. He planned on making uh, a bracha bracha. But in the final analysis, the chatima of the bracha was bracha bracha, which is obviously the suitable bracha, uh, I'm sorry, the shakal rebel, which is the suitable bracha to be. I'm not going to explain the, the exact, the exact question, the big mahuk is showing here, exactly what did he do? Did he start off by Shemel Kedar Kalam, Barhadatha Shakal Rebaro, or did he just say, Barhadatha Shemel Kedar Kalam, assuming that he was going to complete it? Uh, and then collecting himself and, 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 and said, Shachom Yisrael. I'm not going to go into the details of this question. It's sufficient for us to know that the Gemara has no conclusion. The Gemara doesn't know how to talk to The Gemara says at the end that it really doesn't know. And the process relates to how we're supposed to posture a situation which is not at all ברכה and you began assuming you were going to make a very quick triadate and completed instead Shachal Yisvaro, go to Kula and drink the beer without repeating the bracha. V'riya ya'omer l'chuna, yitzah t'vayach ha'machet. That you ask for l'chuna, you should make another bracha, repeat the bracha Shachal Yisvaro. So if you see the anchor, ask Yadi's question. L'chuna, the list is correct. Shachal Yisvaro l'chuna. One cannot say Safik Brachot Rahasha in this situation. And he quotes the Marshall Safik. The Moshaya came ever the Birchot Kaminto. The Habrachot in and Mahasho. The only time that you say Safik Brachot Rahasha is on the Birchot Kaminto because if you do a Mitzvah without the Bracha, 
based on the conclusions of the Gemara, is only the Gemara. What we try to show is that these various different sources deal not only with how we know that one makes a bracha, but also what is the bracha? What is a bechotanet? How does a bechotanet function? Is it merely a chiyu bracha? A chiyu, an obligation to say shevach before partaking of food? Or is it something that comes to allow us to partake and to enjoy and to benefit from the world that God created? Is it Shabbat or is it a Mashiach?